Good morning, Raina. Good morning, Marie. And welcome, you guys, to Those Murder Girls podcast. Good morning to our lovely listeners. Hey, y'all. Is everyone ready for Christmas? Because <laughs> I sure as hell am not. I don't even have my tree up yet. Girl, I was showing Raina photos. I went and got this little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Keeping it simple. Decorated it all cute. We also did go to the local Christmas parade, but so far I am literally so far behind on shopping. I did all my shopping on Amazon. Thank know, God. Thank so much you, smarter. Jeff. I need to get on that. Yes, you do. Come January 2nd, though, uh, my ass is going to be in the Dominican with a cocktail in hand on a sunny beach, literally ignoring all of my responsibilities for nine days. And I'll bring you a very beautiful gift back. It's so beautiful. I was there, what, four years ago, I think? It's so pretty and the water's so warm. I can't wait. Can it be January yet? I love it. So you guys, today we're going to be telling you the story of Michelle and James Butler from Rumney, New Hampshire. The two had married back in 2015, and they picked up and left their home in New Hampshire in the summer of 2018, and they were about to embark on a cross-country road trip adventure of a lifetime. They put their home up for rent while they were away, you know, bringing that extra money to spend on their trip. Mm-hmm. And in October of 2019, just a little over a year into their travels, the communication with their family back home and friends just suddenly ceased. The couple was last seen alive 2,100 miles away from home in Corpus Christi, Texas at Padre Bali Park around noon on October 15th, 2019. So after all communication from the butlers came to a halt, family and friends became increasingly concerned as to their whereabouts and safety, which rightfully so. Then oddly, on October 21st, the butler's Chevy Silverado and the RV that they had were captured on surveillance footage crossing into the Mexico border from Texas. Which is never good. Right? And it was very clear that it was not the butlers that were driving the truck. It was an unidentified couple. So who is this couple driving the butler's truck and RV into Mexico? Mexico was not part of their plan on this adventure. And where were the butlers? James Butler was a 21-year Navy veteran who had recently quit his job at Walmart in New Hampshire. And around the same time, his wife Michelle had left her administrative position in that whole office life for something way more exciting. They bought a shiny new Chevy Silverado 2500 truck to tow their new home on wheels, an RV. They were ready to go. James Butler was 48 years old and his wife Michelle was 45. According to the New York Times, James and Michelle wanted to live anywhere but home. They wanted to travel the country and just ride the wind. Their road trip took them from New York out west to Arizona and everywhere in between before they landed southwest in Corpus Christi, Texas. Eventually, their goals were to make their way east to Florida in November in hopes of selling Christmas trees during the upcoming holiday season, which is just the cutest goal. It's like dream goals right there. I didn't there. even know you could do that. Like, can, I wonder, can anybody just like buy trees and start a farm? Let's try it next year. I don't, now. <laughs> I don't know how that works. 
and they did all of this traveling with their beloved cats along for the ride. These goals would allow them to escape those super cold months up north in their home state. Florida was like the perfect destination for them. The butlers were craving this new adventure, as I'm sure we all are, especially around this time. (laughs) But like, imagine just like escaping that day-to-day of redundant working class life. And if you had the means to do it. The open road. Yes. Yes. Now, along this cross country road trip, they had actually stopped in New York to visit some friends and then they headed out west to Arizona. While they were in Arizona, they decided to stay for a while longer than they had initially planned. They worked odd jobs here and there, you know, keep the money flowing, Mm -hmm. but nothing solid, not like their past. And that was exactly what they wanted. When they initially took off on this cross-country trip, they didn't have an exact plan per se as far as, you know, where they would end up permanently at the end of it or what their end game plan was. They were kind of just going with the flow and enjoying every minute of it, which... Is like your parents. Exactly like my (laughs) parents. They sold everything. They bought an RV. And when I say sold everything, literally literally down to their cars, they bought that big truck And they've been traveling the country now for two years. They love it. They did buy a house in Florida. Apparently, everybody loves Florida. But they still just pack up and travel whenever they want. We should ask them. They should (laughs) do that. Can we come and help them? (laughs) We'll we'll be your salespeople. (laughs) But I don't know. My mom said at her age, you know, she's never seen these parts of the country. And she never would have if they hadn't sold everything and started these travels. So they're just loving it. Yeah. I see more and more people that we know doing this type of thing. And I mean, one day, girl, one day, you never know. We might be out there on the open I'm, road. <laughs> I told you that I'm never leaving my house because I'm too scared. <laughs> okay, well, you can at least come visit me. I'll fly you out. <laughs> so in September of 2019, 15 months after the butlers officially kicked off their adventure, the couple makes their way to New Hampshire to attend the wedding of Michelle's son, Bradley, and his fiance Caitlin. Bradley and Caitlin had had a young daughter together, which was the light of Michelle and James's life. They just adored their granddaughter so much. After the wedding, the butlers packed it back up and made their way southwest to Texas. The great state. Yes. I love me some Texas. Me too. They arrived in Corpus Christi on October 14th or 15th. It kind of varies depending on which sources you go with. So Corpus Christi is in the southern region of Texas along the Gulf of Mexico. It's a decent sized city with a population of like 300,000. It's known for its sandy beaches, warm weather, and like prime location that attracts tourists from everywhere, obviously including the butlers. They checked into the Padre Bali Park Campground located at 15820 Park Road 22, registering their stay at $25 per night. That is a steal. I know. I go camping. I might head out there. (laughs) Super good rate. But not long after they checked into that super amazing campsite, they checked out at noon on October 15th. So from there, they headed to a beach called Burner's Beach where they could actually camp for free with their RV. Which is even better than $25. Solid (laughs) plan. So on October 15th, Michelle uploaded the following post to Facebook. 
It said, we have arrived at our home for the next week or two until we make it to Fort Lauderdale via New Orleans. And she had actually tagged the location on the post as Burner Beach, Texas. She did some photos of the RV, some of her husband, super cute post. That same day, Michelle and James headed to the post office to send a gift to their beloved granddaughter. And it was a pair of Texas-made cowgirl boots. And this was according to their daughter-in-law, Caitlin. Either there was a phone call or a text message that day letting, you know, Caitlin know that the grandparents were sending this package. So two days later, on October 17th, the cute little boots arrived and Caitlin attempts to FaceTime Michelle and James. You know, she wants to thank them for the beautiful boots and also show the granddaughter's reaction, how excited she was about her doting grandparents' gift to her. That's so cute. But to Caitlin's surprise, Michelle and James did not answer. So they text them over and over, and there's no response from Michelle or James. And this was not typical of them at all. The butlers were known to always check in with the family, and they didn't just disconnect without saying anything really ever. Like, they were always in touch, and they checked in daily. The family said if they were to be off the grid or they were going to be away from communication, that they would always let them know. Like, hey, we're not going to be around our phones. But this was not the case. They're super duper tight knit. And I mean, they just sent their granddaughter a gift. So they would never, not that they would ever, but why would they ever ignore that phone call? You know? Right. No, I totally agree. And I feel like, you know, with my parents being on the road traveling, they always FaceTime to keep in touch. They always want to see my son. And it's important when you're on this journey to keep everybody updated where you are for yeah, safety be- reasons. Yes, absolutely. We need to know where you are and that you're safe. I'm sure it's like super nerve wracking for the family oh, too, yes. being on the other end at home. And you don't know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. what's going on i mean to the point caitlin has every right to begin to be concerned after a few days goes by and caitlin is unable to fight that feeling that something is wrong she files a missing persons report for james and michelle seven days later on october 23rd the report is filed in corpus christi texas because this was the last known place that the butlers had physically been seen and where the family believed them to be on their last phone call investigators did some electronic digging hitting up the butler's cell phone data and their last known location investigators determined that the approximate location was showing as an area of the beach on padre island known as the bowl It was called this because of the way like the sand dunes form into a bowl like shape. So further along in their investigation, it's determined that the couple's phones had actually been turned off back on October 16th, which was the day after the grandparents sent the boots in the mail and the day before the boots had arrived to their granddaughter. Soon after James and Michelle are reported missing, authorities are all over Padre Island, but they have no luck locating the butler's their truck or the rv so investigators are scouring the beach and coastline it's a big area but i mean they covered it well very well lots of resources was used to find this couple and that was until the evening of october 27th according to reserve deputy garza he was searching the area of padre bali park when he saw a bra lying on the ground thinking that this could possibly be some sort of crime scene or something in connection to the butler's disappearance they immediately made that area a crime scene now following further searches in that area investigators found 
part of a partially exposed body above the sand. Mm. Officials told KIII-TV that two severely decomposing bodies were found partially clothed and their dental films were sent to medical examiners. Mm. Upon discovering the bra, Officer Garza had been in the area searching for evidence and he was there based on a cell phone ping from the butler's phone. Authorities later had clarified that a man's body was found beneath the woman's body and officials said foul play was definitely involved. On November 1st, 2019, the bodies were positively identified as belonging to James and Michelle. The cause of death at the time had been withheld from the public pending the investigation. But who and why anybody would want to murder the butlers was completely mind-blowing because they didn't have any enemies. They were in this new place traveling, you know, just the two of them. Right, like who, how, how many enemies could they have? They don't even know anybody They there. don't know, exactly. Well, remember at the beginning of this episode, we told you guys that their truck was seen crossing into the Mexico border, clearly not being driven by them. We're going to go into who that suspicious couple was driving their Chevy Silverado and what they had to do with the butlers. As the lead investigators on the case dug deeper into this tragic double murder, they had uncovered surveillance footage from October 21st, and it was of a white male and a white female passing through the Eagle Pass border station, which was roughly 245 miles northwest of Padre Island and they were in the butler's Chevy truck with the RV in tow. The man and woman were heavily tattooed, but they appeared relatively calm while, you know, crossing the border into Mexico. They didn't look like they were rattled or just came across some horrific crime. It was as if they were driving their own car straight through. Nothing suspicious except that's not your truck or trailer. So, upon reviewing the footage, investigators were baffled as to the relation that they would have had with the butlers and why they were in possession of their belongings. So, it turns out that back on October 13th, two days before the butlers were last heard from, Corpus Christi police had initiated a traffic stop on a gray Chevy Silverado with Utah plates. Police said that the driver of that Silverado was 33-year-old Adam Curtis Williams. After the murder of the butlers and reviewing the footage of that unidentified couple crossing the Mexico border I don't know how many times, the right set of eyes ended up on the tape. The officer who made that traffic stop on the 21st was able to identify Adam Curtis Williams as the same man seen driving the butler's truck across the border. In the footage, Adam is looking super chill in the driver's seat with his girlfriend, Amanda Novare, in the passenger seat. Adam had quite the rap sheet in his home state of Utah and was currently out of jail on supervised release. So you probably shouldn't be crossing the border, bro. Not a good look, Adam. Authorities knew that they needed to find that couple and they needed to find them fast to question them on how they gained possession of this murdered couple's vehicles and if they may have been involved in the murder or possibly knew who was. Well, it didn't appear that Adam or Amanda had crossed back into the United States yet. And as you all know, it's not the easiest thing to track someone down south of the border. Authorities in Texas released wanted posters with Adam's face and photo on them to the public on November 5th. And it's a good thing Adam (laughs) had that sketchy past because police had a variety of photos and mugshots from all of his prior arrests which included photos of his identifying tattoos. His very 
very terrifying identified tattoos. He is a scary motherfucker. Holy cow. Yeah. The authorities were hoping that someone may see him or Amanda roaming around down south. As luck would have it, thank you, sweet baby Jesus, Mm -hmm. the next day on the 6th, Williams was caught in Mexico and extradited back to Houston, Texas. He was booked on felony charges pertaining to the stolen truck and RV and was held on an insane $1 million bond. His girlfriend Amanda was also taken into custody in Mexico along with her three-year-old son, which makes me so sad and that's so scary. It's going to be terrifying that for poor that child boy. i can't even imagine what parent would even put their child through that it's mm, even more shitty one amanda was also then extradited back to the u.s and charged with felony theft as well so at this time the investigators were pretty hush hush to the public about the details surrounding the murder itself of the butlers or their findings so far in the case And at this point, Adam and Amanda had only been charged with a theft of that truck, unlawful possession of a firearm by a felon, and tampering with physical evidence. And I was curious about that charge. So the tampering with physical evidence charge, that came about because investigators at that time, they could only prove, based on their findings, that this Bonnie and Clyde duo had actually buried the bodies of James and Michelle on the beach. Jeez. But not quite yet that they had murdered them so those charges those would have to wait but i mean we all know that they did it at this point obviously that's where they're being held on one right. million dollars bail <laughs> well, they're not driving, stupid okay for driving stolen car <laughs> so from the time of their arrest all the way until november 5th 2020 a year later adam and amanda had sat in jail waiting little did they know that that day was the day they were both indicted on capital murder in Boom. connection to the butler's murders. The investigators released James and Michelle's cause of death, stating that Adam and Amanda knowingly and intentionally shot the butlers to death during a criminal transaction. And they haven't said what that transaction is, right? I think I on it. Well, I don't know. They haven't said it. But what I do think is they're like, hey, let's buy your truck or whatever. And they're like, we're not selling you your truck. And then they shot them. It had to be something like that. Like they mm. were trying to steal something because obviously the butlers weren't into any sort of criminal activity. Yeah. So that, that mean leave it, right? Maybe they were obtaining Christmas trees illegally. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> so prosecutors stated that after the couple was indicted on murder charges, they would seek the death penalty on Adam should he be convicted. Mm. Due to the pandemic, so many cases were delayed, including theirs. But finally, on November 10th of this year, which is now two years after the murders, Adam pled guilty to murder in order to avoid the death penalty. He will serve out his life sentence without the possibility of parole. Amanda, on the other hand, just cannot make up her mind on whether or not she wants to take the plea or go to trial. I'm like, girl, Adam already pled guilty. He folded. It's your turn. Anyways, we'll have to wait until December 14th because that is the deadline for her to either take the plea or to trial she goes. Not looking very good for you, Amanda. No. I would take the plea. This is just such a senseless murder of this couple on this road trip. I mean, taking this adventure of a lifetime together. And they're traveling the U.S. Just seeing all the sights. Exactly. Living their best lives. And then they're murdered in cold blood living out their dream by these sick monsters. 
It's just, it's horrific. There's a Facebook page set up to keep James and Michelle Butler's memory alive. I actually went and checked it out and their family and friends are just constantly posting, you know, old photos and memories of the couple. And it just really seems like James and Michelle were just such a wholesome couple. So full of life. They're just so loving. And I think that makes this story obviously even more sad and just sadder that they're no longer here on this earth to continue their journey mm-hmm. it's horrible we will keep you guys posted on whether or not amanda decides to strike a deal mm. or if she's like a trial type of chick mm. so she's we a will rough s- one we'll tell you that much we will see photos to go along with this episode are up on our social media at those murder girls podcast on facebook and instagram as always you guys thank you for joining us today on those murder girls podcast we hope you all have a safe weekend don't forget to rate review and subscribe five stars only yes and we'll see you guys back here next week bye Bye, guys. guys